Thank you, fellas. If you've got a Bible with you tonight, we're going to read uh, three passages of Scripture. One is in the Old Testament, two are in the New Testament, and we're going to begin in the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 5, and uh, I want to read verses 21 through 24. Genesis chapter 5, beginning with verse 21. It says, When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Then if you turn over to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, and I want us to look at uh, verses 5 and 6. Hebrews 11, verses 5 and 6. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And then turn on over right in front of the book of Revelation to the little letter of Jude. And I want to read verses 14 and 15. Jude 14 and 15. There's only one chapter here, so just two verses. It was also about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way and of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. All of the authentic information that we have about a man by the name of Enoch is found in these brief statements that I've just read to you out of God's Word. And yet, the name Enoch is recognized by church-going people. If I mention the name Enoch, you know that that name comes out of the Bible. Why, with just these few verses written about him, is he remembered today? Was he a man of profound scholarship? Was he a successful statesman? How about a military genius or a great orator? Well, if he was any of these things, we don't know. We don't have any idea. What then made Enoch a man to be remembered? 
Well, the answer is found in the words that I read to you out of the Scripture. Enoch lives today because he walked with God and thereby pleased God. The highest possible happiness and the most satisfying sense of achievement is realized as one walks through life and beyond in the fellowship of one's Maker and Redeemer. Throughout the Bible, we are encouraged to walk and talk with God. Genesis 6-9 says, Noah walked with God. Abraham was instructed by God to walk before me and be thou perfect. And God promised to walk among his people. Listen to Leviticus 26-12. And I will walk among you and will be your God and you shall be my people. The psalmist promised, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And Paul challenged the Christians in Rome to walk in newness of life. And to the Colossians he wrote this, Walk worthy of the Lord in all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. One of the most inspiring thoughts found in all of God's Word is the truth that we were made to walk and talk with God. There are a couple of commercials for GEICO on television that you've probably seen if you watch any television at all. And it's the, the two of them are two different people, two different scenes, but it's a person who sees an unbelievable thing happening. One of them, a man, is fishing in a boat, and, and there's a mermaid sitting on a rock, and she dives into the water. The other one is a man on top of a camper putting up an antenna for television, and he looks and he sees these outer space aliens around the campfire. And when they see him, they all of a sudden become human beings. Well, in both of these commercials, the men who see these unusual things happening, their eyes get big and there's a look of shock on their face and then all of a sudden they say, that's amazing. Whenever I read in the Scriptures that I, a mere human being, was made to walk and talk with the eternal, holy Creator of this universe and all that is in it, it makes me want to say, that's amazing. Enoch was a man who walked with God. And using his story, I want to share with you tonight some very pertinent points concerning this matter of walking with God. Let's begin by taking note of when 
Enoch's walk with God began. In Genesis 5:21 and 22, I read these words. Enoch lived 65 years and fathered Methuselah, and he fathered others. Or he walked with God for 300 years after he fathered Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. Of all of the many wonderful experiences that my wife and I had during our 51 years of marriage, there are two days that I will never forget. We adopted two baby girls. We received one of our daughters in April of 1966, and the other one in November of 1967. Those two occasions fit into the never-to-be-forgotten category. It's both normal and, and, and appropriate for parents to give serious thought to the course of their conduct whenever they face the responsibility of rearing and training a child. From all indications, the birth of Enoch's first son marked the beginning of his wonderful relationship and fellowship with God. And so in a real sense, we can conclude that Enoch's walk with God began in a time of crisis. And know this, a crisis can be positive or negative. It can be good or it can be bad. When did your walk with God begin? Some people do not walk with God until after they have fallen deep into sin and and they begin to realize that they are wrecking their own life by walking in their own way. There are others who recognize their need to walk with God only after they sense the emptiness of life apart from God. The inner cry of the soul cannot be satisfied with all of the things that this world has to offer. The materialistic world, with all of its honors and and all of its rewards, cannot bring the deep peace and the joy that we need within our hearts. Those things come from God. Some people begin their walk with God only after some tragedy comes to strike terror into their hearts and and causes them to think about their ways. Every pastor can cite instances of people that they have known in their ministry who became so busy with the cares of this world or are so preoccupied with the pleasures of this world until an accident or an illness or maybe even death, brought them face to face with the fact that they had not been walking with God. Some people begin their walk with God when their road of life crosses the path of some dedicated Christian 
whose life has a glow and a glory about it that creates a hunger and a thirst in their life to cause them then to begin to search after God. Enoch's walk with God began at a crisis point in his life. Maybe you've had a similar experience. You began your walk with God in a time of crisis. I I don't know. But maybe there might be someone in this congregation tonight who is out of fellowship with God. It may be that there's a crisis going on in your life right now, and God has brought you into this place tonight to show you that you need to walk with Him. You may be the very one for whom this message was prepared. I don't know who you are. And I don't need to know. God knows. And God has brought us together so that the message that He has placed upon my heart for this service tonight can be heard by you with the desire and the intention that this would be the beginning of your walk with God. So don't shut Him out. Continue to listen as God speaks to us through the story of a man called Enoch. Second thing that I want to share with you from Enoch's story are the requirements for walking with God. First of all, walking with God requires total surrender. The name Enoch means dedicated, one yielded to God, to be conformed to God's will and God's mind. So walking with God requires surrender to God's will. Enoch yielded his mind and his will to God. And he knew that it was God's prerogative to choose the path. And so cheerfully he went God's way instead of going his own way. And if you and I wisely use the minds that God has blessed us with, then we too will yield ourselves to him and we will walk the path that he chooses for us to walk. Second requirement for walking with God is unbroken fellowship. As Enoch walked with God, he had fellowship with God. He realized the divine presence of God with him. You cannot consciously walk with another person whose existence is not known to you. When we walk with another person, we we know that that person is with us. We can hear their footsteps by our side even if we are not looking them In the face, we have a very clear perception that there's a person by our side. So the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. It was not merely that he thought about God or that he read about God or that he talked about God or that he argued about God or that he speculated about God. 
he walked with God. And in his daily life, he realized God was with him, and he regarded God as a living, loving friend in whom he confided. He knew God as existing, observing, judging, and rewarding human needs. He knew he was a real God and that God really was with him. And we must have that same kind of knowledge or there's no walking with God. In the third place, walking with God requires continual progress. There's no standing still with God. No marking time with God. Each day is a new journey. For we have not passed this way before. At the end of 200 years, Enoch was not where he was when he began his walk with God. He was in the same company, but he had moved forward a long, long ways. A person who walks with God will grow in grace and in the knowledge of God and in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And if this is true, then it is evident that there are a lot of church people who are not walking with God. For in so, so many lives, there's no evidence of growth and progress. And then in the fourth place, walking with God requires a holy life because God never walks out of the way of holiness. If we walk with God, we must walk according to truth and justice and love. God has no company with the unjust and the unrighteous and the rebellious. Therefore, we know those who walk with God must be upright and holy in their conduct. The next thing that I want to share with you from Enoch's story is that which he began, he continued. We read, after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Enoch's walk with God was not of a spasmodic nature. It was not stop and start and spurts in his walk with God. He not only made a wise beginning, but he followed through. In the good days and in the bad days, he walked with God. In the days of joy and, and in the days of sadness, he walked with God. In days of cheer and, and in days of discouragement, he walked with God. In days of prosperity and in days of depression, he walked with God. In days of ease and days of hardship, he walked with God. It wasn't easy. For Enoch to walk continuously with God. And it never is easy to walk continuously with God. 
There are a lot of people who say, well, Enoch was different. His circumstances were different to mine. I'm not so sure about that. So, let's just look and see. Four things that I see about this man. First of all, Enoch was a public person. He didn't live as a hermit. He didn't live in a monastery somewhere. He lived with people. The Scripture said he was the seventh from Adam. He was a notable man. He was looked up to as one of the fathers of his age. A patriarch in those days was a marked man. A man loaded with responsibility as well as with honor. And the ancient custom was that the head of the family was prophet, priest, and king. You remember those words that our pastor talked to us about just recently on Wednesday night? If he was a man of substance, he was a counselor, a magistrate, a ruler. Enoch was an important person in his time. And therefore, being a public person, we can be sure that he had trials and tribulations and that he was opposed by all those who opposed the way of righteousness. Some people say, well, I could live for God continuously if I lived out by myself didn't have to deal with people and didn't have to earn a living in this mad rat race of a life. But you see, I'm a public person. I, I have to mix with people and I just don't see how that I can continuously walk with God. Enoch was a public person and he walked with God. Therefore, that excuse does not hold water. Second, Not only was he a public man, he was a family man. He had a wife. He had sons. He had daughters. Some people say today, well, there's just no way you can be totally committed to God if you have a family. You see, there are always family problems to tempt your temper. Or there are children that don't know the meaning of the word quiet when you just need to be left alone. How can a person with a family expect to continuously walk with God? Look at Enoch. Enoch was a family man. And he did it. So Enoch's story tells us that you don't have to be a hermit. You don't have to renounce married life in order to walk with God and be close to Him. Then there's the excuse that we live in evil times. Well, Enoch lived in a time when the Scripture says evil was beginning to cover the earth. He lived in a time when mankind had already become so corrupt that God grieved in His heart that He had ever created man. Lust was made the basis for marriage. 
Violence was prevalent throughout the land. Enoch lived in a day of mockers and and despisers, and yet he still walked with God. Compromise was the order of the day, and yet he still walked with God. Fourth, Enoch was able to continue to walk with God because he had faith in God and found God trustworthy and faithful. He was acquainted with God. He was in agreement with God. He considered God his friend, and God considered Enoch his friend. Followers of Jesus Christ can walk and talk with Him in this age if we really want to, and if we are willing to get better acquainted with Him and willing to put our trust in His purposes of love for us. Well, there's one other thing in this brief little story about Enoch that I want to share with you. I want us to look at his departure from this world. Scripture says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. The record says God took him. How? I don't know. Perhaps he did it in a visible means. It could have been that all of the patriarchs of his time gathered together and, 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 and they witnessed him being taken up into heaven. The same way the apostles witnessed Jesus being taken up into heaven after the resurrection. However God chose to do it, someday we'll know. But for right now, we know this. God took him. Two things I want us to see about his departure. When God took him, he was missed. The writer of Hebrews says, and he was not found because God had taken him. If he was not found, that indicates somebody looked for him. A good man is missed when he is gone. A true child of God in any church working and serving the Master may be only one person among hundreds and in the mega churches among thousands. But if he or she has truly walked with God, when death comes and takes them away, they will be missed. Will you and I be missed when we die? Will this church miss us when death invades our ranks and takes us away? None of us wants to live and die and and then nobody care that we're gone. Enoch was missed when he was gone. And everybody who walks with God will be missed when they're taken away. Second, 
Enoch's departure was a testimony. When the record said, and he was not found because God had taken him, it was saying there is life beyond this life. People had begun to doubt it. So when someone asked the question, where's Enoch? And those who witnessed his departure said, God took him. That was evidence there was a God and there was life after this life. His departure was also a testimony that there was a reward for righteous living. You see, God's not sitting up on His throne with glassy eyes regardless of how men sin and fails to see that which is evil and, and that which is good. God sees... God knows and God is pleased when His people walk with Him. And He can give His people rewards right now in the present, and He has certainly promised rewards in the future. There is life beyond this life. There are rewards for those who walk with God, and there are rewards that... My words tonight cannot describe beyond this life for those who walk and talk with God and thereby please God. So God's record has spoken. And it declares Enoch walked with God and thereby pleased God. So the important question for each of us in light of this message tonight is this. What does God's record reveal about each one of us? Are we walking with God? My mind is not capable of understanding how God does it, but I know it to be the truth God has a record of every person's daily life. He knows what we're doing. When your final record is written and when my final record is written, will it be recorded he or she walked with God and pleased God. I hope that it will. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for Enoch. And thank you that even though the record is brief, it's to the point. You didn't have to say a whole lot. You didn't have to tell us Everything about this man, you've told us enough. And you've made it very clear to us that Enoch was a man who for 300 years walked with you. And I'm thankful that you preserved his story so that tonight we could read it and we could learn from it these truths that you want us to have within our hearts and in our minds so that we can apply them 
to our daily living. So thank you for this time of Bible study tonight. Thank you for the message that you have given to us through your word. And thank you for every person who is in this place tonight. I pray that each one of us, as we walk out of this building tonight, that we'll walk out thinking about what does my record say. And if this were to be the night that God calls me home, and the final record is written, what would God's record say about me? Would it say that I was a person who continuously walked and talked with God? Bless us as we go our separate ways. Watch over us and care for us. And if it be your will for us to live through the night and see a new day, we commit ourselves to live for you in that time. Forgive us of our sins is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good evening.